Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you getting paid? And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence. Is it really Rab Florence? It is. It's me. And can you believe that also sitting here is the one and only, the man himself, the icon, producer John. Hello. And also Gredo. Also Gredo. Hey now. Hey now. Oh, yeah, mate. That, no, that's what we call, what I did to Gredo there was what we call in the business, a rib. Yep. Fucking rib your belt on, mate. What do you think of that? It was a good one. I saw it coming a mile off, Rob, but <laughs> I'll tell you. I know you've had a hard week. That's why I'm going to try and make you laugh this week. Um, we're going to keep it brief as well. It's been a tough week for Gredo. Gredo, of course, everybody, I think, in Scotland, I'm talking as a Celtic fan here, right? But everybody, I think, in Scotland was very sad this week to learn about Walter Smith passing away. But Gredo had met the guy. Multiple times, right, Gredo? Right, loads of times. What um, a guy, man. It's just... And, and, and it's not just Gredo, it's like loads of people I've heard as well. And, and this is a weird thing because, you know, you don't... I don't... didn't customarily talk to people about Walter Smith, you know I mean? It wouldn't be a thing I brought up really as a Celtic fan, but now the stories are coming out and loads of people that I know have met him and all that, and they're all saying the same thing. You know, great guy, lovely guy, cracking sense of humour, all that. I've seen, seen him once here in Helensborough. I remember when I first moved to Helensborough, People said to me, Ah, oh, you moving to Hillsborough? Big Walter Smith lives there. That's what everybody said. <laughs> Big Walter lives there. Hey. Remember a taxi driver saying to me, He was like, ah, um, Where were you off to? He says, Oh, I'm just going to a train station. I live in, a, I live in Hillsborough now, so I'm going in there. Hey, Big Walter lives there. <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking to myself, Big Walter. And the first thing I thought about was a character called Walter that I played in Burnison. And I was like, I'm not joking here, Greg. This is what I say to the guy. He says, Mate, Mate, no, I'm I'm Walter. <laughs> he was like, "What?" I love that. I says, I'm, "I'm Walter." It's the other guy, the other guy's Paul, and I'm I'm the one that does Walter. Like, what are you fucking talking about Walter Smith? Fucking Rangers manager. Oh, that's so um, funny. That's not that's a brasserie. I think that's funny. I just assumed. Oh, this guy knows my. Um, but anyway, moved to Helensburgh. Uh, says to my wife Jen, "Walter Smith lives here." Wife knows nothing about football. Um, in fact, uh, when Walter Smith passed away, I says to my wife, God, Jesus, sad man, Walter Smith died. And she just kind of looked at me blankly and I said, you know who Walter Smith is? And she went, Celtic manager. So that was <laughs> that's about what she knew. But when we moved here, um, people would say, Walter lives in Helensburgh. And I was like, I wonder if I'll see Walter. And I was doing home hardware one day, uh, the hardware shop here in Helensburgh. And I was a... Uh, Looking, I can't remember what I was in for. I think I was maybe looking for a tape measure. Uh, and sadly, not for DIY, but for measuring out distances for my Warhammer men to move around. And, <laughs> and I was in home hardware looking for that. And I turned around and who do I see looking at some screws? But Walter Smith himself. He was just looking at the, the different sizes of screws and stuff like that. So I don't know, maybe he was in a wee bit of DIY. I don't he, know. He just, because he was like the Manliest man, I think. Oh, he's a manly man, right? Do you know what I mean? And a clock. Yeah, I wasn't surprised to see him in a hardware shop, you know what I mean? Aye. If you were like, if you were to say, where, where do you think I would spot Walter if I'm out in Helensburgh? It would be, maybe he's kicking about the, the home hardware, the DIY Aye. shop. He's not in the nail bar. He wasn't no. in the nail bar, you know what I mean? So I saw so I saw him there. He was standing with the screws and I clocked him. And he clocked me looking at him, right? And then there was that moment, you know what I mean? Where you're like, if you're a Ranger supporter, you're probably going, Walter, are you going? Oh, big oh, I love you and all that. But if you're a Celtic fan, it's different. It's a different, a different bit of engagement between you. So it was the, it was the nod of respect. Aye. It was. I looked at him Aye. and I, I went. I gave him a wee nod. It was just a wee boom. And I'm sure he understood what that meant. I know. You know what I mean? And he went out and he smiled and he just gave me a wee nod back as well. And it was nice. It felt like 
It just felt like a nice wee moment. I know that's terrible. It's like a really shitey example of an interaction with a guy, not- right? But I think I think it's, it's interesting that, and I think you've seen it since he passed away, uh, just the amount of respect that he had for Celtic fans, even though he broke our hearts so many times. Um, the amount of respect, even before, I know a lot of people talking about him carrying Tommy Burns' coffin and all that, but I think even before that, people have always respected You just had a vibe for him that, you know, um, he was a decent man. And uh, so it was, it was very sad as well. And as somebody that comes from Helens, but it's very sad that, you know, a, a notable uh, Helensborough figure who lived, you know, certainly what seems to be a, a happy, quiet life here in Helensborough and, and, and really enjoyed his time here. It's, you know, it's a very sad thing. Um, you know what? I, when Grado messaged, like he messaged the, the football daft chat, and he messaged the. I hadn't heard the news, and he said he messaged in saying, "I can't believe that's water away." I went straight onto the dirt sheets to see if we had left NXT or off the end. Can I believe they've re- <laughs> Can I believe they've released water? And then I was like, "That's what I thought." I'm water. I don't, John. I'm water. Sorry, you're water. What are you talking about. That's right. But see, see, you see, what you said about meeting Walton the home, the home hardware, and you both looked at each other. I thought he was going to do with quite a lot. Like, like for example, I took my mate Fletch to a game at Ibrox once, and we bumped into Alan McCoyst. And he said to my mate <laughs> Fletch, like, "This is the first time I'd ever took him in." And, and Alan McCoyst was like, "All right, Grado, how you doing?" And he says to my pal, "How you doing, mate? Long time no see." And Fletch is gone. Who does he hang up? Like, who does he hang up? Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm and, and about two minutes later, I'm going, Fletcher, have you met, have you met before? He's gone, well, I mean, see, when I was seven, <laughs> it's like, I, I remember, I remember I was in a Chinese with my mom and father, and Ian Durant and uh, Ali McCoy walked in, and he, he found out I was a Rangers fan, and he came out and like, scratched my head and said, All right, we man, I was gone. So what you think Fletch, do you think Super Ali remembers bumping in you when you're seven year old? <laughs> I was going, he probably does that out of like do you know what I mean? Like kind of no nervousness, aye. but like I think I've met this guy before. I'm just gonna say that I know him, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh totally. I didn't enjoy, let me tell you, I think I've spoken on this show before. Um again, as a Celtic supporter, but I've spoken on this show before about the soft spot I've got for Alan McCoyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not enjoy you know, listen to how upset he was on, on that talk sport interview. That was, that was, a, it, man. That was a tough listen. Uh, he's great, Alan McCoyce, man. Be, you know, my, what a guy, man. Uh, good actor, I know. Said that before. <laughs> we have said this before. I've said this before. Good actor, no. Just Jack good. Him, um, I just want to tell one other funny story, if you'll allow me, because I was talking about um, Walter Smith carrying Tommy Burns' coffin, right? <laughs> well, my uncle Bert died, right? And we were all very upset. And we went to my uncle Bert's funeral, right? And I'm no fuck, I'm no joking here, right? I, think, I, I just think this is a funny story, right? So we're at my uncle Bert's funeral, right? And and tell everybody, right? And we're all standing in this chapel, right? And the priest comes up and he goes, "We're here today, um, to talk about the passing into our Lord's hands of our brother Bert." But before I get to that, I would just like to tell you the sad news that Tommy Burns has died. <laughs> and then the priest spoke for five minutes. About Tommy Burns? About Tommy Burns. <laughs> <laughs> At my uncle's funeral. It, it was your uncle, was he anti-Celtic? Or? Well, look, obviously we're all Celtic supporters. Aye. Obviously we were all very sad to hear that Tommy Burns had died. Did he break the news? Did the priest break the news? Bit, he, aye, he broke the news, but there was still a wee bit as it was kind of like, oh, I don't know. This is it's my uncle's funeral. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like, you know, the, the priest was like, the boy in the coffin can wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's quite brilliant. a time. You know, oh, that's, still, that's still remains a very man. sad thing. It was also that with Walter Smith thing, that's, you know, and then recycled their photos of Walter Smith with Tommy Burns and all that. You're just kind of sad that the guys are away in it. Uh, you're good guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, wrestling, in reference to last week's show, Karate Warrior 2, um, says it was first of all it was you gotta get back to the wrestling hashtag you gotta get back to the wrestling for Grado then it was hashtag when are you gonna be back in WWE third time it will be a sign for Grado's return for wrestling exile mark these words um, shout out to Jamie who's just moved into a new house and he's bought new bed covers he says he can't wait for the wife to get home for work for this surprise and he sent us a picture of the bed covers <laughs> yeah, brilliant 
<laughs> it's big WWE superstar bed covers with John Cena on it, The Rock, Ric Flair, Warrior, Shawn Michaels. Hold on, is Sting See, on there? Sting's the on thing. there. These must be custom made. These must be custom I think, made. I don't know if they're snide. They look snidey. I oh, think they're they like custom made. I think the, he's went to a, a quilt cover maker and said, can you make me a WWE bed sheet with my favourite wrestlers on it? Because like they're all different. You've got The Rock, you've got Undertaker, Sting, Shawn Michaels. I think they're custom made. I don't think they're custom made. I think they're just bootleg sheets because then I'm, I'm on uh, eBay just now. You can get the very one oh, for £19.49. So it looks like, you know what it's like? Some of these factories, they get the they do their own sort of version it, didn't they? I think that's what the case is. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't buy a set for theirs. Bob's, your uncle, got, Bob's your uncle got in touch. We should do wrestling daft bed sheets. Bob's your uncle says, another one at Rab's Pet Peeves, as people send the photos into a podcast, absolutely. Just yep. described one there, but he sent one in. Um, and it was a picture of Gangrel outside the Woolpack, uh, which I actually like, actually. And also I can see that just rising over the building at the back there is Doberman Man, a character that I played in the show. <laughs> I'm water. Taxi driver, I'm water. Um, more examples of wrestling and football for Big Boy Bruno and hats off to Ronnie Costello at Dundee United who played Sexy Boy after Charlie Mulgrew scored his last minute winner against oh, That's brilliant. I didn't know about that, John. That's great. <laughs> um, rumours are that if Scott McMahon scores, he's going to play No Chance in Hell. Well, let's <laughs> hope so, man. Let's hope so. We've got another football daft versus wrestling daft crossover for Ian, who says he just listened to last week's podcast. And on the subject of football taps showing up in random places, this one always pops me like fuck. I wonder what song the kid has chosen to sing in Bischoff's ear. We've got a picture here, right? And this is baffling to me. It's Eric Bischoff. He's standing there with Mike somewhere. At, and there's a wee boy with a Rangers tap on. Screaming at Bischoff, man. No, hear this thing. I've came to the conclusion that it's not that weird. Why? Because I reckon that is, I could be wrong, but it's definitely when WCW recorded at Universal Studios in the summer, and that's just a wee guy for Glasgow at Universal, and Eric Bischoff is then the promoting. See the amount of times that you would, um, here I go, record Impact, right? Aye. And the amount of random football taps, in fact, the amount of folk that were on their holidays that didn't even know much about wrestling that were in the crowd. Sure, one time I've probably told this before when I was wrestling Eli Drake, and I was going and I was to in the crowd and put the mic in folks' faces and ask what they thought of Eli Drake, and I'm going, "What do you think of Eli Drake?" And they're going, "He's an idiot." What do you think of Eli Drake? He sucks. What do you think of Eli Drake? He's a ball bag. That's <laughs> <laughs> big. That's big. Big Scottish guy, man. I was like, yes! I was delighted. I was delighted. I was delighted. Hey, hey, on that front, though, right? Rugby's getting in in that now as well. John Cena's team has played after Stuart Hogg scored a try, whatever that is, for Exeter at the weekend. Let's hear this. Whatever that is. <laughs> Start for him today. Hendrickson again. Oh, he's bowling balled his way through. And Hogg's there to complete the strike job. Wonderful, wonderful trickery there by Henry Slade. Just to turn his back, cut one way, show the other lovely line. Henry, so we mentioned it. Is this happening more often? Oh, definitely, definitely happening more often. Hey, listen, last week we asked you for your panto based punnins. However, when John put it up on Twitter, I noticed this myself. I auto-corrected it says fuck off John somebody must be auto-correcting all your scripts when you send them through as well then I <laughs> <laughs> pants he asked for pants wrestlers so we've got a mix here of pants and panto it seems well done John oh no I'm just seeing a week King Thong Bundy that's somebody who's got the wrong end Stevie says New Jack and the Beanstalk and Widow Spanky that's good Louise says Charlotte and Rick Underflare Killian Klein <laughs> and King Thong Bundy. Pay Louise, that's, that's, that's Pay Louise as well. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, Louise. Sorry, Louise. Fault. This is John's fault. We meant Pano. Bruno says, Rockin' Robin Hood and the Babes and the Xavier Woods. Nice. Smiley Face says, the go-to, sleep, the go-to sleeping beauty, the fairy godfather and... For pants, Brock strap, and cayenne tights. 
Chris. Chris says, Al Snow White. Good one. And Cody Yellow Brick Roads. That's brilliant. Belter. That's the best one. Mm -hmm. Ryan says, Teddy Thong. <laughs> Andy says, The one, two, three skid for pants. <laughs> and for Panto, Cassius, oh no, he didn't. That's good. Belter. Very good. Belter. Graham says, Sin Caradella. That's good. That's good. Mick says, Keith Lee's behind you. Very impressive. And Brian says, Buttons Corbin. Let's say a pun, but he's got the chops for it. And Regal would make a great dame or an ugly sister. No, he wouldn't. And, and Boomer Cannon says, Mustafa Ali Baba and the 40 Thieves. And Beauty and the Brock Lesnar. Ah, clever. Let's leave you this, though. I'll leave you with this for Ian. Um, what's the best non-wrestling wrestling entrance? He's going to go first with Kenny Powers is back and eastbound and down. Oh, that's a great one. But they did use a real real American, I'm sure, for that, did they not? That's what did the, they? Uh I could be wrong, but I'm sure it's a great it's a great thing. So the but best I, non does he mean by the best non-wrestling wrestling entrance just something that's like a wrestling entrance, but it isn't yeah. wrestling like yeah. Hmm. yeah, I mean it'd be cheating to say something from M I guess it's cheating MMA or boxing, isn't it? The darts, the darts is good. The darts. the darts is good for it. There's a, there's, a, there's a good video on, on YouTube of the boxer that comes out to My My Delilah. My, my, my Delilah. Yep. Prince Naz always had good entrances, didn't he, back in the day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And right. it must be one in there must be like in telly and stuff like that. People making entrances. Silla Black used to know she was committed. Life is full, full of spices. Oh. Forsyth, Bruce Forsyth had the big pose and the silhouette what? and that, you know. Oh, I've got, oh, that's a good one, John. But I've got, I've got one for you at the end of the film Aliens when the big doors open up and Ripley appears in the big power loader. Yes. What an entrance that is. That <laughs> is that <laughs> comes in amazing. That is good. That Fredo, is. Have you ever seen Aliens? Nope. See, there you go. I knew you. Oh, about the Terminator. The Terminator. Have I seen that? I saw that when I was away, and I. Terminator's got a few good entrances. Terminator's that. Did, is the, the Terminator, is it, no, is it not true that the Terminator 2 soundtrack is the influence in Goldberg's WCW theme? Aye, it probably is. Don't is it really? Can you play it, John, just for two seconds? Terminator, the Terminator 2 soundtrack? Terminator 2 soundtrack. Terminator 2. I just always remember that. Terminator 2 kind of goes, doom, 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 I want to hear it because I always remember he, somebody yes, Terminator years yes, ago. Do you know what? I think you're right, Gradle, because now I can't really think of the music. I think, right, here we go. Similar. Hi. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That is. I've never made that connection before, Gredo. Fuck me. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just another one of the WCW type. Which makes me think is that the reason why WWE done their own version? Of the Goldberg nah, tune. I don't think so. Nah. I don't think it was close enough. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I love, uh, I love Grado's music. I nearly said that. Anyway, if you want... Uh, and a day. A day. Thanks. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at WrestlingDaft at gmail.com. Every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling. We like to talk about this, what what is shite, and we like to talk about what makes the heart light. Fuck's sake! Is um, that John's wrote? Sorry, no, I'm not just wrote that. I just realised I've not written an intro this week. But I'm, you just left a gap. But that's just left a gap. John, I mean, you're you're a comedian. You can think of your feet, Rab. Thanks, thanks, John. Uh, right, okay. The, what you want is anything you want to put out or anything you want to bury Grado for this week. Because um, obviously there was the the, what, the the crown jewel or whatever it's called crown jewel, yeah, yeah. I never saw that, but the only thing that kind of pops into my head is I don't know what way to bury or put over, but it's not well. It's basically to highlight um, my thoughts with all the folk that have got jobs at Ring of Honor and getting released for their Absolutely, contracts. Um, and I, I, I think I knew, I think Joe told me that they were still getting paid for the pandemic, but I didn't actually know that it was every single person on the roster. We, I mean, for people that had little appearances and no being in the company long, they were still getting paid. For a company to do that during a pandemic is fucking so, so good. When you think about it's, what WWE did and compare that to what Ring The dignity com compared to the two, do you know what I mean? And you think of the difference in 
um, the money that's in either promotion. It's just amazing. You well, never hear the stuff like that in wrestling. That's like cool as fuck in this look, really. No, wrestling is the wrestling is a place where your checks bounce, where your checks are fucking a drawing, where you know. <laughs> you um, know what I mean? What happens next for Ring of Honor? Do you think? Well, it does say that they're going to take a, a couple of months out and they're going to re uh, characterize it or whatever they said. But I mean, you don't know what that. Do you think that means they just they sell it on? They try and sell it on to somebody that might be interested for them to start up a fresher. It could, it could be, it could be. It maybe could Ring be. of maybe Ring of Honor could be bought over and maybe relaunched in the UK. I ideal, mm-hmm. ideal. That would be no bad, I don't know. Ring of maybe Honor. A couple, maybe a couple of boys, not too far away from here. Could be, could be. I don't know. We can't talk about it. It's too early to talk about it. But As, anyway, we anyway. still got that meeting next week. Aye, guy. So well, we cannot, for certain reasons, talk any more about Ring of Honor. However, let's go and see what the punters are saying. Uh, Gabriel wants to put our AEW finally sat down and watched a full show as opposed to clips fantastic stuff and he, bury, he wants to bury Grado's ICW Lard Lad t-shirt which cost me 11 quid and the belt exchange on Smackdown what's, the, what's a Lard Lad? I don't know what's a Lard Lad t-shirt? Lard, Did lad you just t-shirt? mean like an XXL t-shirt or something? Are ICW still selling my t-shirts? oh right the Homer Simpson one ICW store UK hold on a minute are they still selling your merch, man? <laughs> oh, we've made a discovery here. Are they still selling your merch, Gredo? Oh my God, what does he We get some breaking news here on Wrestling Daft as Gredo has discovered that ICW are still selling his merch. Right, uh, Chris wants to bury the Undertaker introducing Pitbull on stage and... <laughs> And Saudi, I mean, Undertaker's just doing anything new, isn't he? He's doing anything. It Welcome to the, the raffle at the bowling club. Uh, get your, I know, as Pitbull, he's a big star. He's a big star. Uh, back post wants to put all the Miz on Dancing with the Stars, dressed up as the genie from Aladdin. And I believe this week, I saw that he was a pinhead from Hellraiser, uh, the Miz. <laughs> Congratulations to the Miz uh, for doing all that. Um, do you know people go and Dancing with the Stars and then end up cheating on their wife? Do you think the Miz is going to do that? Nah. Nah, no chance. Giza Gobble de Gooker wants to put her Edge versus Rollins. He agrees that WWE has been really shite recently, but you have to acknowledge that these two worked their bollocks off in a great match, he says. Also, more Saturday pay-per-views from WWE and AEW in 2022. Please save so much time on holidays, not having to take a Monday off. And he wants to bury Sami Zayn's new music. Just fuck off. I didn't know Sami Zayn had new music. Why, do, why would they get rid of Sami Zayn's music? Why would they get rid of that? I you got it, John. I guess because he's a heel. I'll see if I can get it up for you, but John, you should have that lined up, son. I know, but it's I know, but it's still even as a heel at work because it was kind of annoying. Yeah, I guess so. But Listen, everyone sings along to it everywhere's the problem, isn't it? The minute Sammy Zane's contract's up, he's fucking out of there. The minute Sami Zayn's contract up, he's out of that. Like Kevin Owens is. The minute Kevin Owens' contract is... Kevin Owens has already left. Right. Do you want to hear Sami Zayn's new music? Yes. Anybody! (laughs) This is your conspiracy theory. I think this is new music here. Well, that's deadly. Like, oh, 1999, kind of 2000, generic. That's like, oh, that's just it's, like, it's like Jim Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's very generic sounding, isn't it? Mm. Not sure about that, boys. Kev wants to put out NXT Halloween Havoc and wants to put out Trevor McDonald being the new games master. Big shout out to Trev, my new mate. Yeah, me, and Trev, me and Trev were fucking with a hell of a night. You won't, get to meet, you won't get to meet him, though, will you? Oh, I met him. I met him. Aye, we were doing some recording for Games Master, and he's a he's a he's a hell of a boy, by the way. Really? Were you Never doing McDonald's. stuff with him? Well, I had to feed him some questions, and he had to do the replies and stuff like that. There was just for a couple of wee bits we were throwing to him, and I, and so we finished it right. We wrapped, we finished it, and all that. And then um, I'm like, right, oh, it's been a, an honour working with you, Sir Trevor, and all that. And then he's like, to me, one well, Ramon, not my strippers. I was like, <laughs> I was like, fucking hold on, I'm a married man here. I'm like, I'm not interested in that stuff. He was like, fucking come on, man. And up the strippers, you didn't almost find a rap off, man. He was like, he was like me and John Snow and all that, always are up about the fucking strippers. Now we've got, a, we've got an account in there. I was like, Trevor, I'm all doing it, you know what I mean? I'm all doing it, I'm more interested in that. But big Trev, big shout out to him, good Tim, 
Um, <laughs> fair play to him. Scott wants to put our crown jewel some of the best matches I've seen all year WWE. And wants to bury Jim Cornette. If I hated modern wrestling as much as him, I just wouldn't watch it. Uh, Roshi Boy wants to put our pack versus Andrade for Rampage. Hey, that was that was a fucking great match, by the way. Pack is brilliant, isn't he? He's, he can he, he works well with anyone, doesn't he? Oh man, he's just cracking. He's a brilliant promo as well. I think you know. What I yeah, mean? it's a good promo. I love and how he... accent. No, no, it's ah, just yeah, it just yeah. sounds like you're like this guy. Bar fucking me. He wants to. Russia boy wants to bury Charlotte and Becky's backstage incident. We don't want any. Come on, I love backstage incidents. That's what it should be about. What's the crack? Well, I see that Alex McCarthy did for Talk Sport, oh. deleted his Twitter and stuff. What There's heat. There's also not John. There is heat. There's also not. Well, the, the dirt sheets are <clears> reporting that. Um, Right, so was, there was the belt exchange because they're both changing brands. So there was maybe a handover to the belts and stuff like that, but then something had happened backstage and Charlotte had thrown the belt at Becky, um, which wasn't meant to be, it wasn't scripted out that way and it all went a bit tits up. And then there was, I think they were avoiding each other backstage and there was rumours of Charlotte being escorted out of the building. She, I think she might be gone. Because uh, then Andrade then tweeted, fuck WWE. On his, did he? Uh, did he? I did. So Andrade then, because she went, she left the arena, went down to Florida for the AEW tapings to see him. And uh, Charlotte, listen, Charlotte would be great in AEW. I think she would be. She'd be great. Uh, she would help oh, that division. Man, oh, she would be great in AEW. She would help that division. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait. To yeah. See by it. the way, see, uh, because that guy was talking about the ICW ladder t-shirt. I decided to type in Grado merch on eBay. Look what somebody's selling off sent you into the group chat. See. <laughs> Is this Grado merch? They'll not be taking money out of your pocket, mate. Oh, oh, I don't know who took that picture because I've not even got that picture. It's uh, Stone Cold Stone Steve Austin and Stone- Grado 8x10. <laughs> 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 That's a belt, isn't it? I want to buy it. Stone Cold. Buy it for me. Maybe Stone Cold is selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul wants to put a Ryback chat and shit about Mansoor on Twitter and Mansoor simply replying with that screenshot of his poll where the fans wanted to see him next and the winner was retire. And Brock Lesnar versus Roman at Crown Jewel. Can um, I just say, was... I think Crown Jewel was probably one of the best pay-per-views of the, of the year. Are you joking, John Zarney? Eh? It was really, I watched the full thing and I was thoroughly entertained and enjoyed it. And you know what? I was saying this to the boys, the the, the Marks, the old Marks show uh, on the group chat saying... Love it, mate. I listen to it every week. Every I week I listen to it. I love uh, Fantasy Booking Island. You're good. I'll tell you something, you're good at that uh, Fantasy <laughs> Booking thing. Aye. But you see when you see Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar sit, standing across from each other in the ring, you go... I fucking, that's is what I saw about, isn't it? I watched that match, by the way, and I mean, they two boys are cracking, right? Aye. I agree, I, that, I, I agree with you, John. That's fucking wrestling right there today, two big boys, man. Yeah. Daniel wants to put our NXT Halloween Havoc. Genuinely enjoyed the show. The return of actual gimmicks as well recently, especially Tony D'Angelo, who immediately <laughs> won me over after trying to bribe the ref. It's fucking, yeah, NXT, I love that gimmick. NXT's took an interesting return, isn't it? It's it's fucking mental. It's fucking it's mental. Fun. It's fun, isn't it? It is. It's and just uh, crazy. Yeah, sorry. Daniel just wants to bury the presentation of the new NXT, especially the hall and the lighting. Again, production is an issue with WWE. I think weirdly, production is an issue. But it is interesting how gimmicked up NXT is now. I've actually started my. It's starting to draw my eye a wee bit more. You know what I mean? How's Big Scott Steiner's nephew getting on? Oh, he's great. By the way, he's brilliant, isn't he, man? Oh, he's fucking great. Why I just wish not, they would have called him a Steiner, though. Know what I mean? Why have they not done that? He did a Frankensteiner um, there during the week there. And see, when you close your eyes, it's just fucking Scott Steiner speaking. It is, uh, his promo is just Scott Steiner, man. But the truth is, the boy's so good, it doesn't even need to be called Steiner. It'll be fine. This boy is just... I mean, he's 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 pretty fresh as well. He's pretty, he's yeah. pretty new on the scene. But you just look at him and go, fucking hell, man, he is... Strap a fucking rocket to this boy. You know I'm I mean? surprised they didn't put the belt on him. I'm surprised. Just bring, I mean, sometimes as well, I think to myself, never mind NXT, just fucking bring somebody straight in. Bring somebody. I'm, I miss the days when you would turn on a Raw, a SmackDown, and a fucking new guy would turn up. You know what I mean? Mm. I miss the days. I hate how you've already watched them for like a year, two years on NXT before they move up. Aye. I just don't like, and see somebody as good as him where everybody at first glance, Everybody that looks at him goes, this guy's fucking brilliant. He's a second generation guy. He's like, just fucking bring him in. Mm-hmm. 
Well, never hemmed when Lucina came in or even Lesnar at the time. See if that boy had came, see if that boy had came in on Raw when they did the fucking new season, you know, the season premiere or whatever the day we're all. Uh-huh. If he came on in that and came down and smashed Seth Rollins, every, that would have been it. Everybody would be on board, you know what I mean? Aye, but the internet's changed all that, hasn't it? Because beforehand, you would there was guys. You, I mean, we didn't see the in, the American Indies and all that sort of stuff, the territories, and the, the first wee glance we got them was when they came up to the main roster at WWE, wasn't it? So yeah, you know, obviously. Everyone on the internet and all the wee dirt sheets and all the wee mark things out there, you always see clips of, say, someone like Ricochet, who you saw in the Indies and all that. Aye, true. So they, 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 it's really hard now, isn't it, for to get that guy. I mean, the one thing they've done is that uh, gold Olympic medalist, um, what do you call him, who won the Olympic gold of Sydney. I know who you're talking about. And they've drafted him. Uh, they've drafted him to Raw straight away, so you won't see him in NXT. He's just going to go straight to the main roster. They're obviously trying to do an angle kind of... Aye, but I just I just missed the days of like take Danhausen for example, right? So obviously you know he's a big you know he's a character wrestler and all that kind of stuff. But he's on the Indies. People know who Danhausen is and stuff like that. And he's out there and he's doing his thing. But it's like WWE would probably they'd bring him in, they put him in NXT first. You know what I mean? And see that what they should do with a character. Like, and he's you know he's going to end up in AEW. But if he was coming into WWE a character like that, what they should do is just fucking just launch him one night, just bring him out one night, or just you know trail him promo and bring him out but I just I miss the days um, anyway that's it I don't want to really bury anything that's, I'm just I'm just happy to be here I'm just enjoying myself lads it's the part of the show where we invite you the listeners to be a run in come on and talk wrestling or talk daft it's up to you this week please welcome to the podcast for a bit of your Halloween special it's our regular correspondent you love this guy Pablo's Vault of Horror Pablo Bonzo's in the house. Pablo's vault of horror. Here he comes, uh, regular correspondent to the show, and we can see as his Zoom chat fires up here that he's uh, got a bit of promo there for his uh, radio show that he does, uh, which is all about horror movies. Pablo, where are you, brother? Which my favourite Pablo's? While we're waiting. Uh, Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso. Is Pablo Francisco. Pablo Francisco from uh, he's a Mexican stand-up. He was good. Pablo. Um, I like uh, uh, Life of Pablo, uh, the Can You Mist album. My friend. And it's Pablo oh. appears <laughs> reading a history of cannibalism. Beautiful. Pablo, how you doing, brother? Uh, in the background. Oh! There. oh my God. What a fight. Are we not dressing up? I, f- I thought we were dressing up, but we're not dressing up. No, we're not dressing up, mate. Hold on, let me see oh. if I've got something. I don't even have it. How do you, chaps? How are you, Pablo? I'm very well. How are you all? Oh, fantastic. Let me tell you something, Pablo, right? You, yeah. you are a good-looking guy. You've got something about you, by the way. He's got nice eyes. Ah, you've, you're the kind of guy that would walk into a saloon in a film or something, and all eyes would turn to you. You've just got a good look about you. Aye. Well, I, you... I get in a bother for walking into any saloon, so that's, uh, that's, that's possibly my downfall. It's these baby blues. Yeah, no, you look, you look good. Um, when did you lose your hair? Uh, probably about 23, thereabouts. Wow. When you were 23? Yeah. yeah, to quote the uh, the great Harry Hill, it would just, just take me that much longer to wash my face in the morning. Yeah, there you go. I, I lost mine when about 20 as well. See, but sometimes... You suit it. See, when I see you as bald folk, I sometimes try to kind of like structure it and balance it in my head like... Would I, you know, would I rather be thinner, you know what I mean, with a nice body and be bald? Or, is, you know, is it a good thing that I've got here? Like, am, am I thinking it could be worse? I could be fat and bald? Well, here's the thing. Here's one of the things, and this is an issue for me. This is something I really need to get on tappy, keep on tappy. Somebody said to me one time, you can be fat or you can be bald, but you can't be fat and bald, mm. you know? Yeah. You, you, well, you used to be fat and bald, remember, and then you lost all that weight? I did, I know, but I still need to watch myself because I'm like, you know, I'm a fucking ball face looking at can, can I ask you something as well, right? Like, I mean, I was just like looking, I was making my steak up there, right? And I saw my reflection in the window and I was cooking. I was like, oh, man, fucking look at the steak, my belly, man. 
And then I'm thinking, do you do that? Do you use my best on? And then look at yourself and go, look at my big fucking baldy head, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I mean, it, it, on my part, I will say that it, it's, um, I'm, I'm just used to it now. And annoyingly, I, I used to have quite long hair when I had hair. Um, I've, which, never known uh, a guy, I've never known a guy who loves horror films who didn't have long hair at one point. I used to have long hair. It's a tangential uh, cross-section of uh, horror films, heavy metal and um, wrestling that kind of combines. It. In, uh, right. it's, it's the weight on the roots, that's what it was. It was the weight on the roots. That uh, that's what a biker once told me, a bald biker told me, it's the weight <laughs> on the root, and that's, that's, that's having long hair causes baldness. Yeah, so pulls it you out. heard it here first. Progressively pulls it out. Of course, these days people just get hair plugs, don't they, these days? Well, I've always oh. said, like, with my kids, one of the reasons that I had kids is so I could harvest the hair at some point. So, yeah. you know, the, my youngest has got, like, uh, you know, he doesn't want to get his hair cut. So, like, through lockdowns and all that sort of stuff, he now, he looks like um, AJ Styles. He looks like AJ Styles. He's got that proper, <laughs> like, soccer mom haircut thing going. I mean, he, he carries it off like a, like a champion, like, so. He has amazing hair, doesn't he, AJ Styles? Mm. I just want to sniff it. Yeah, beautiful. Kids, kids look good, boy, boy, boy. But they look good, didn't they? With long hair, I think. I think that's that's quite. Trendy, I like it when there's a wee blonde boy, a wee blonde boy with long hair. Always like that. I'm like, look at that cool wee guy, man. I had long blonde hair till I was about four, and it right down to my shoulders. And it was the last day somebody had stopped my mum in the in the in the shopping centre in the Mall and Avenue and went, "Oh, she's beautiful." <laughs> I went, that's it and I got it all shaved off I had long no I, I had a brief period when I had because I always had long hair but I had long hair young and there was one time when I was up in visiting family in Berwick upon Tweed Berwick upon Tweed and um, and uh, I, I, I was out for pretty much the entire day with like a friend of me dad's on like this fishing boat up um, Spittle way or whatever just given a like geographical locations um and then like part way through the 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 person who was with us the entire day basically like inquired as to whether i was uh like a, a girl what school i went to and all this sort of stuff and uh for, for that point on i had a shaved head for about two years so <laughs> i love all that stuff man i love this is i mean people think this is a wrestling podcast but it's about all life i think it's about all life pablo what are you loving wrestling wise these days i know you're always sending in stuff to the show i know you're you stay engaged with the wrestling world. Well, I'm, I'm well. So I, I mean, I'm just one of these people who, you know, big fan of. You know, came into it young in the late '80s, early '90s. But um, kind of went back into it during the Attitude Era, era quite heavy. Um, and kind of haven't, you know, I'm, to be honest, it's more podcasts. That, that's where I get most of my wrestling information from. Same here. Um, so it's uh, like I'll, I'll see the odd thing or. I mean, to be honest, I've got it saved up, but that EC3 thing, the, um, what you call it, take, choose your narrative or Control whatever your called, or... Wait, you what? Did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet, but um, it's got that, um, what's his name, Clarence or whatever he's called, that uh, Jervis, that nice guy wrestler. I, I don't know, but I I don't know. he wears like a yellow um, yellow mask with like um what? like a, but he like his entire thing is like he, he tries to win matches by being nice to his opponent, like you give him flowers and all this sort of stuff. So it's like a proper like old school kind of like shtick comedy yeah 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 wrestler guy. Um, and to be honest, I think EC3 probably destroys him because his whole thing is about reclaiming who you are as a you know. A powerhouse as a wrestler, you know, we ignore the gimmicks, ignore all this sort of thing. I'm assuming, you know, what was the reaction to that thing, that that show? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, it was more. Kind of, I mean, I follow EC3, and, and to be honest, he um, replied back to me when I, I put up saying, "I'm like, I'm interested in this, but I don't know what it's going to be." But I'm quite in, impressed with what he's done since he's left, like TNA and W and NXT and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I'm interested to see what it is. I'm worried it might be slightly overproduced, but uh, you know that, that's it's just. Fucking, uh, it looked but it's got. Uh, it looked really dark. Ah, well, it's got. Really what's his name on it? Um, uh, Braun Strowman, because um, yeah. he's mates with EC3. It's like him and Drake Maverick and uh, what's it? The Spud and um, 
and EC3, they, they were like close mates. They, they'd been doing this YouTube show podcast thing for, for a little while whilst yeah. they were all in WWE. So, um, I mean, they're muckers. Grado, he's the inside track on EC3. Good guy. I thought I don't one of the nicest guys ever. I mean, I thought he, he could have been, I remember when he was like running a mock on TNA, I thought he was like going to be like the next rock. And that's how mm-hmm. much I loved watching him. His promos were superb. Why is it music. Him, I don't get it, mate. I do not get it. Um, it's just a one of the ones. Vince doesn't like him. I, I think that's the, 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 the be all. And is end he it. like, is he like super intense? Like, I get the impression that he's a bit intense or is he like easy going? Because he seems to like all the kind of, I know he doesn't put it up front there, but I, I get the impression that he's like a comic book type of guy and all this sort of stuff. Well, do you know what? It's funny because I remember when I thought this guy's going to really, because it, I had only seen him as being Derek Bateman and he had the hair, which by the way, his, his hair was terrible. Remember when he was Derek yeah, Bateman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the bob and the curly hair. And then as soon as he shaved his hair and he had that gimmick being Dixie's nephew on TNA, I think within about a year there, he was... Backstage, he had the respect to everybody because that was a guy that went for WWE, heard that daft gimmick to actually, it became a gimmick that he, he built on Impact. And there wasn't many characters that done that. How many characters can you name that went, that were released for WWE, had a brand new character, a brand new gimmick and actually ran with it and it was successful? I can't think of any more. Really? When well, I, I mean, I was, I was going to say him and Spuds um, basically carried TNA on their shoulders for a bit until uh, he- like heavyweights like yourself came in, of course. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, their match at Wembley is one of the, the best matches I've ever saw live. It's amazing. It's a great match, isn't it? It's brilliant. But they two are best. With the build, the build to it, and I think was it um, what's his name who WWE have got now? He he was doing the packages at that point, wasn't he? And I think there was like a little. Um, the kind of pre-match package beforehand really Sullivan, covered Kevin it Sullivan. all. Kevin uh, oh, was it Kevin? oh, was it? I thought it might be. But, um, no, but no, the, Ke- no, the Kevin Bosch. Sullivan. But no, the Kevin. Uh, uh, Borash probably was involved in it, but I thought you were talking about a guy called Kevin Sullivan. That's enough as- TNA chat, you guys. For fuck's sake, <laughs> man. <laughs> we're talking about the future, not the past. Are you watching AEW, Pablo? Um, I've, I've seen like snippets and all that sort of stuff, but I think it's like, um, unless you've got fight tv or whatever it is um the whole the itv situations just it's balls i mean it's like five in a month it's nothing it's a five in a month come on well you know i've got i've got sugar to pay for i've got tartan video on demand to pay for there's all this horror content i've got to pay for and uh, there's only so much wrestling and youtube's a wondrous thing pablo you forget about wrestling forget about wrestling you uh, a radio show about horror, right? Uh, yes, or oh, Pablo's Vault of Horror. It's um, on Nova Radio Northeast uh, Internet Radio, uh, but we, we've got an FM frequency and everything, so it's uh, oh, NovaRadio.co.uk. That's, that's radio, mate. That's proper radio, yeah. Yeah. NovaRadio.co.uk. Um, but I will say, that, like, if you're going to stream from the website, it's probably not the best way to do it. The best way is if you ask your smart speaker device to open Nova Radio Northeast. If you say open or play Nova Radio, I think you can get some sort of Bossa Nova station from America, right. which is which is canny if you you know if you want to get a yeah, bit of your that, Ricky yeah. Martins on. But you know, um, alternatively, if it's a Wednesday around about ten o'clock, realistically five past ten for the news and sport and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, if, if you ask for it to open Nova Radio Northeast, you'll you'll get me and my Vault of Horror. Um, I've also got a, a podcast where I put out some of the interviews that I do separately, which is Pablo's Vault of Horror, the podcast, um, which I believe is available via all podcast portals of preference. Beautiful. Yeah, I love horror, right? Here, I'm going to hit you with some of the test questions that I ask people that are into horror to try and gauge where they are on the horror spectrum. Um, whether they're on the same wavelength as me or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So let me let me let me ask you a few. Um, what do you think is the best British horror film of the past uh, twenty years? Oh, it's your age. Yeah, I was trying to think. Shallow, shallow craze. Not really. Today after twenty years now. Best horror film in the past twenty years. Twenty years. Uh, to be honest, I think um, if it's British, then. Um, oh, it's going to be either... Slayer House. Uh, 
Uh, his, oh, I was going to say, the, the house that is his, I forget what, <laughs> I forget what it was no, called, not, sorry, the film. It's not fucking mine, it's not mine. The house really. of him. Um, the house of him. Uh, no, no, was, to be honest, if, if I'm going like purely down the line without something else jumping out at me, um, I very much like ghost stories. Uh, I thought ghost right. stories was excellent, but um, I would say 28 days later, probably. Me, that's within 20 years, isn't for it? For me, it's The Descent. Is my favourite of the past. Yes, although I think Descent was 1999 or thereabouts, wasn't uh, it? I was, it was, man. Foxy, grab. Oh, my God. Yeah, grab. I think I'm not I say I'm, I'm rubbish when it comes to dates, so do not quote me on that. Hey, it's 2005. Um, it's 2005, guys. I knew that. No, no, but it's... The Descent is excellent, although the, the one problem that uh, it has is that even though it's like pretty much an entirely female cast and it, like all, all lots of like claustrophobic, all this yep. sort of stuff, but it doesn't technically like pass the, was it the Bechdale test? Because the entire setup is essentially all around a man. So yeah, it, even I though it's like this kind of like feminist, it's like, although it's directed by a woman as well. So I mean, it's, you know, ticks all the boxes. I would still say it's primarily about motherhood though. Anyway. Let's let's yeah, move on. Yeah, super film. Super super film. Here's another couple of questions, right? Another couple of questions before we stop. What's the best horror film ever made? Um, for me, it's uh, probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre or The Exorcist. Texas one of the two. That, brother, that's it. That's the because especially because that kind of. Well, I mean, also it, it, it passes the whole kind of because a lot of people think it's like a horrible, gory film and all that sort of stuff. But if you actually watch the film, there's no like on-screen gore other than kind of set dressing. Sorry, I like how you're also coming in as we're having this conversation as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> you want to get your hair back? Get used to it. I want to ask you something. Chainsaw Masker. No, oh, I was going to ask you. Right, see the night. Obviously, you know that I like getting frights because it puts me to sleep. What horror film would you advise me to watch that you think, oh, Grado got a wee fright of that tonight? Oh, but you mean uh, Session Nine? What? Session Nine. Session it's like, like if you never. Session it's got a Scotsman in it. It's what's his name? Um, oh, um, I forget his name. Really oh, good one. He was in um, Peter Mullen, Peter Mullen, um, Peter Mullen, and you've got um, David Crusoe who ruined his career by being a bit of an arsehole, but he's really good in this film because he tells him what he says. That's right, I'm, I'm trying now. But it's a really good one because it's, it's quite unsettling and from watching the... Um, the like the um, DVD extras, it could have been a completely different film, really formulaic, but I think the way it works is it's a really unsettling film. Grado, see if you want a spooky film to watch while you're in your bed, while you're falling asleep. Aye. I recommend The Fog. The Fog, right. The so fog. The Fog in the Session fog 9. Is both, the Fog is both spooky with a couple what? of wee frights in it and just kind of really soothing and Wait. kind of relaxing. What was that film they were all going after not about, right? And it was a bit too close to the bone. It was called like an Albanian film or something like that, but it was no Albanian. A Serbian film. Serbian film. I, I wouldn't. I, I'd say I mean, I've got a big thing personally on the show. Um, Papa's Vault of Horror, Nova at Northeast, uh, 10 p.m. every Wednesday. Uh, is um, like the, the whole kind of like you can make a horror film by essentially being really horrible to women. There's a, there's a big subsection of horror, which is just essentially like just being nasty. Pablo, to women without the Pablo, what do you Sorry. think? What do you think of Martyrs, the French film? I mean, the French film has merit. I think the remake is pointless. I hate Martyrs. I fucking hated it. Well, I think it's, it's the whole kind of some. It does have some merit. It's a it's a it's a well made film. I think it's a well-made film, but fuck, well, that's no I think it's the same kind of thing with like Irreversible, which I think is a film which I've seen. I'll never I've watch again, that. and I would. Yeah, I would never recommend anybody to watch it, really. But oh, I think that. as a kind of... All right. Uh, <laughs> so you, you, you're a list somewhere. Um, no, but it, it's, it's the kind of film where it's like, it's, like cinematically, it's a brilliant film, but it's, it's a very, very tough watch. Um, that I think, scene, like, that, that's... That, that scene, that, 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 that I hated that, but that was horrible. But what I liked about it was that it went backwards. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's the whole setup of it. And that very first scene, but essentially, I mean, it's not ruining it, but somebody gets their head stoved in by a fire extinguisher. And, it, it, like, I, I've watched that, like, kind of scene by scene, and you, you can't see the edit. The, there's an edit point, <laughs> so you think it is. But, I mean, I know nobody got their head smashed in. But, uh, yeah, 
but as I say, it was a cinema um, ex- of the extreme or whatever they call it. It's like a French thing. I think there's merit to it, but I think, you know, it's to be studied at universities, not necessarily be streamed at home by whoever. Right, Pablo. So, remind us again. Remind us again. Pablo's Vault of Horror. Nova Radio. Northeast. Nova Radio Northeast. So, novaradio.co.uk is the website, um, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, but if you if you do a search at Pablo Bonzo on Twitter is me Twitter handle, so follow us on there. I've got all the the details, and obviously if you've got anything horror related that you want to plug, um, I have many a guest on as can be heard on my podcast Pablo's Vault of Horror, the podcast. Beautiful mate, thanks so much for coming on. Have a great Halloween. Um, yeah, cool, yo. Thanks so much for all the stuff you send into the show. Ooh. Should I, should I give you, leave you with one horror fact? Yes. Because wrestling fact. connected. Yes. Um, F- uh, Freddy vs. Jason, the movie, uh, a wrestler uh, was do- uh, using some of the stunt work playing Freddy Krueger. Who was it? A wrestler was... Dutch Mantel. Kevin Nash. Ray, Ray Mysterio Jr. was Freddy Krueger in the fight scenes. No uh, between. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there you go. So there's a fact for you. Mental. How do I not know that? I, I was just looking up the other day, and it just it just popped out there. So there you go. yeah, well, he was he was there. Part why, of the. F- that's why you should listen to your show, mate. That's where you get the facts. Beautiful. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Right. My best. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 With Platinum CBD for Columbia Care, the world champion in the CBD world. We're giving you the opportunity to try this stuff for free. That's right, you've heard it for free. I've been getting plenty of messages for people um, asking me, see when you're talking on that podcast about that CBD stuff, is it good? Will it help me? And I voice note everyone in the back and I say, listen, I know I've got them as a sponsor on the podcast, but it literally is a great thing to have, especially if you're struggling to sleep, if you are, you know, you've got chronic pain, anxiety, depression, stress, inflammation, gut issues, brain fog, the lot. If you start using CBD for platinum, platinum CBD, then you will notice a difference. All you need to do is head to co-care.uk and use a discount, daft free. That's daft free at co-care.uk. Use that code to try the 10% oil or you can get the capsules and you can get it for hee hot damn all. Oh, that's right, nada. You need to remember, post-world lockdown, my mental health might not be the strongest. It can be a lifesaver for some. And as I say, it has helped me in the past with the sleeping. It's helped me with my gut issues in the morning. And um, I, I, I really think it is a really good product and I'm not just saying this, and the amount of people that have got back to me, as I said, there's, there's folk at work that are using it and everybody seems to find the benefits for it. Um, a wee bit about CBD is, you know, they've brought it for the US. It's a sophisticated CBD wellness range. There's the oil and peppermint, there's the unflavoured and the, the, the soft gel capsules, which are easy to take. No THC, no THC. Vegan friendly, 100% organic, and it's backed with the scientific research. And it makes sure you get the premium CBD product every time. And as it's easy to just stick in your gub, the droplets, you just stick them under your tongue. And I feel as if it works right away. I remember getting CBD a couple of years ago and the guy was like, I'll take a good couple of days to kick in. But with us, you really start to see the benefit. Well, I did. I know everybody's different, but everybody sees that the, everybody's different. But I saw the benefits right away. So as I said, we've got that discount uh, code there. You'll get it to try it for nothing. It's daft free. And get the 10% oil for a call. You just made the list! Every week we take a wrestling-related subject, put it into an order. I'm falling asleep. Oh, sorry, sorry. For fuck's sake, man. Sorry, mate. Every week we take a wrestling-related subject, put it into an order, and that, ladies and gents, is what we call the list of wrestling daft. This week, it was our four-time loser best moments at NXT. Forget that. Stick it in the bin, John. Versus the scariest moments in wrestling to celebrate Halloween. And, of course, with 96%, it was the scariest moments in wrestling, uh, without a doubt. I'm going to fling this in here. Greg Hempel was talking to me about this the other day. Um, Brock Lesnar doing that shooting star press on Kurt Angle. That was a fucking scary moment, by the way. Scary moment. Undertaker coming out the ring. Uh, WrestleMania, I can't remember. Was it 25? And he jumps into Jimmy Snooker holding the camera. 
that was a scary moment. I thought he was dead. I was right on UKFF to see if him do. I'll tell you a scary moment. Talking about uh, the Steiners earlier in the show, when Rick Steiner was in the ring and fucking Chucky appeared. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. That was a terrifying moment. Tell you what was another scary moment when uh, when uh, Jake the Snake Snake fucking came out of that at the wedding and came out and fucking bit Macho Man. That was mm-hmm. scary when I was, was a I'll tell you that for nothing. Or when, uh, what do you call him, Heidenreich was about to bang Michael Cole. Remember that? He grabbed him for ban and he was getting right up and breathing down his neck going, I love caskets. I mean, that was scary as well. Tell you what else was a, was a scary moment. Um, what was a scary moment was when uh, Jericho came off that cage at that AEW thing, me, and he, he went right through that uh, mattress. <laughs> when he went in that big cushion, that was scary. Tell you what else was scary in AEW um, when all the bombs went off, when the explosions went off. And Eddie Kingston had to lie on Moxley and give him a wee bit of a cuddle while while two party poppers went off. <laughs> See, it's no, well, no, all like an AEW's ass, but there is only one Tony can. Mistakes do happen. Let's see what the punters are saying. Oh, fucking, I've just seen it already. Somebody says Papa Shango. Easily Papa Shango making the Ultimate Warrior's face melt. Here, I'll tell you another one's a scary moment. This really terrified me. Um, when Hulk Hogan looked in his mirror in his dressing room and the fucking Ultimate Warrior was in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, I tell you what else is uh, what else is scary. Every time watching a uh, Sin Cara doing that jump into the ring after we trampoline, because I always thought he's going to break his neck. Make an ass, yeah. I know. Uh, he's going to fuck it up. What about, um, what about Triple H uh, getting Stone Cold's motor? Oh no, Stone Cold with Triple H in the motor. Remember that? You oh, were on the right. crank and he fucking chucked it out, and you're going, "Is that real? Aye, that's right. <laughs> is that real?" That's right. Um, anyway, John says Papa Shango making the open warriors face melt, making them spew. Scary spewing. I'll tell you what else is scary, by the way. Here's another one that's just occurred to me. That time uh, Bray Wyatt was wrestling um, John Moxley in WWE and a ghost appeared. <laughs> that's your that favourite. Really that's your favourite. <laughs> that time, uh, oh, I remember that time the Fiend came and the light went out and, that, and then the light was all red and stuff and Seth Rollins was screaming. That was really scary. Do you remember that time um, Alexa Bliss had all the mad black stuff coming out of her mouth and all that, and Randy Orton spewed the black stuff and all that, and, and then it was a big Jack and Box thing, and then The Fiend came at it. That was really scary. Do you remember the time uh, The Fiend appeared on the big screen and all that? That was really, really scary. It would be scary if you understand. You need to understand the lore at all before you would understand that it's scary. That's what Bray Wyatt's fans always say, and it. The Fiend's fans say. You need to understand. You, you just don't get it. <laughs> Brian says Lance Archer's moonsault last week. Didn't see that. Former Bolt defender brutal. David Wheater got in touch and says Kane interrupting matches in the dark when he first came on the scene gave David Wheater a hellier, a hellier fright when that happened. <laughs> I love that story, man. Um, Lee says Heidenreich kidnapped Michael Cole and taking him in the cubicle. Wasn't he pretty? There you go, Gredo. Bestie says the Undertaker's monologue after losing to Yokozuna in a casket match at Royal Rumble 1994. Scary monologue. For the Undertaker, hello, Granny. <laughs> Mick says the seven vignettes is the only answer. Mike says being asked to work a sixty-minute draw. And <laughs> <laughs> says Jake the Snake tying Macho Man up in the ropes and getting his snake to bite him. Terrifying. I mind my dad trying to tell him, tell me how he'd be fine, but I was convinced he was going to die for the poison. Chris Scullion, good friend of mine, get in touch. Says story-wise, when Jake Robert Snake was in one of the presents during Randy Savage and Liz's wedding, but in reality, when Enzo Amore. Rattled off the ropes and started breathing really weird. Fuck you. Well, that was that? that was brutal, man. Hi, like, like this guy's in trouble. He was out. Ryan says Undertaker dragging the coffin with his fingers trapped inside after that segment with Jake Snake. Intense. Ian says Papa Shango putting the curse on the warrior. Every cunt talking about it the following week in primary seven. I'll tell you what else is a scary moment. The time Sergeant Slaughter shot Hulk Hogan in the face with that flamethrower. That was a scary moment. <laughs> Um, Gladonoid says Brock botching the shooting star press. I can't believe that's in here. Shooting star press and landing on his head. Thought he'd broken his neck. Um, Mark says anytime Nia Jax is in the ring, don't talk about Grado's favourite Nia Jax like that. And Dean says the number one scariest moment in wrestling history is Hello, Granny. <laughs> can't believe you'll need to delete my earlier Hello, Granny. Because <laughs> now listen. If you want to support this show, no bullshit. It's time to talk about this. If you want to support this show, me and Grado earn a fortune, right? We are incredibly wealthy men. Right, let me explain this to you. 
I've got a sitcom. Grado's in a sitcom. Grado's a breakfast radio guy. I've got. I'm fucking presenting Games Master for Channel Four. Uh, Grado's in. I can't even talk to you, but he's done some shooting for a major thing recently. I can't tell you, but we are making money hand to our fist. But I'll tell you something. We need your money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something for nothing. We need your money, right? Because the money we're getting after these big organisations and corporations isn't enough. We want your money because we want to keep this show going. We want to keep saying, listen, it's uh, recording this now. It's quarter to 10 at night. Uh, my wife is lying in, in bed through there waiting for me. Grado's in the same position. Uh, John's in the same position as well. Yeah. We're, we're taking this time out to do this for you and explaining to our families. Look, no, I can't take the way into bed. I can't read the way in a bedtime story. I've got to do wrestling daft for the punters. And the way you support us is by flying as a wee fucking fiver here and there. To keep us going uh, so get us patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft bonus episodes extra content get involved with us uh, and you need to be involved because remember the world is starting to wake up live shows are starting to happen again and if you have you have got to be a patron if you're ever going to come and see us live that's how you're going to get the best access the vip access to the live stuff uh, if you fancy any of that get on board become one of our patrons we are loaded but we need your money Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We would love to welcome you to the roster. Now, every week we jump into the virtual car and we tell some of the funny and embarrassing moments from your lives in the form of a road story, just like wrestlers on their way back for a show trying to pop each other with a cool story. Um, now, remember, you can gauge your funny stories from your life by DMing us at wrestling daft or emailing us at wrestling daft at gmail.com. Let's get in the car this week and see what happens. Let's go. Brum, 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 brum. Good match tonight, mate. <sighs> oh, I nearly had a heart attack when you tried that shooting star press on me. I thought, you, I thought you'd start, snapped your neck there. I was, I was, I started spewing when I saw you coming down. I started spewing and my spew was black. Black? Your spew was black? But see if you're in a wrestling ring and you start spewing, it's black for some reason. I don't know why that happens. Uh. Anyway. Any stories, mate, to pop me? Get me popped, mate. Right, here's a crack. <laughs> See, a few years ago, right, my work sent me in a free day first aid course, right? The first day was all right. I learned CPR and they, they, they showed me how to use the defibrillator. So somebody said, See some of the videos that they were showing me, man, they were, they were kind of grim. They were pretty straightforward. But on the second day, we were looking at broken bones and setting green fractures. Now, I'm not too good with broken bones, and we talked about the football player, Alan Smith's flat, fractured leg was dislocated, and I started to feel a wee bit kind of hot, a wee bit kind of sweaty, so right. I went out to get a wee bit of fresh air. But see, when I sat outside, I started to feel a wee bit dizzy, right? And I sat with my head in between my knees, and I started to... to I was basically trying to settle myself down. But see, after about five minutes, I thought... Better get back inside, man. So, unsteadily made my way back in, headed to the, the toilet first, splashed my face with some cold water, and then the next thing I knew, I could hear somebody groaning. The groaning started to get louder. It took me a wee while to realise I was lying on my back, and the noise was coming for me. I'd passed out and banged my head in the flare. Eventually, I had to go to the reception desk and let them know what happened. The first aid I looked to her and then called a paramedic to come and check how I was. I ended up with a concussion, a week off work, and when a first aid certificate. It's taken me a fair wee amount of time to uh, live it in. And that's from Ian. And that's what we like. We like a wee story. That's a a nice wee story. kind of fun stuff. No sex. <laughs> We're scraping that. I mean, come on. I mean, listen, I, John, I, appreciate, John. I appreciate Ian has sent in that story, right? And he's taking a lot of time and a lot of effort. I <laughs> appreciate Ian listening to the show as Grado spits something out of his mouth. Right, I'm going to die. I've got melon and kiwis. It's fucking bugging. Anyway. But Ian, come on. We need to up the game here, son. You know, we've had stories on about debauchery and now we're, we're getting out a first aid course where he fainted. Come on now. What are you wanting? Are you wanting, like, and I went and to try and gather myself together and I collapsed and then somebody did a shite in my mouth. And <laughs> I know. Well, that's, that's what <laughs> that would have been a better ending. That would have been a better ending. It's not about breakfast now, mate. It's not about breakfast now. This is maybe a we last show. Maybe we should change it up. 
What you, what you suggest? Stories about something, this particular subject. A particular subject, like. What do you think? Right, so we set the topic. What about, no, I've got an idea. Why don't right, we try we this? Why don't we try this as an experiment to see what works? We want people now to write a work of fiction, right? Ah. No. It's not supposed to be a work of fiction about your life. Let's make these road stories proper. Imagine we're a couple of grizzled, grizzled wrestlers in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Territory workers, territory mm-hmm. workers on our way back for a show. What is the stories that they would tell each other? What is the stories, hilarious and funny stories that they would tell each other? We want you to write a work of fiction for a road story now. Just imagine you're one of these grizzled veterans. What stories are they telling? And be, make it as out, as outrageous as you like. If they focus it on us, if we be the main character, me, you and John, right? Me, you and John. We're the, we're the main characters. We're the main characters, right? John's the ref. You know, whatever our names might be, you can you can come up with what our names are, right? right. And we and we'll tell the we'll tell the road story. So just in a similar form, except you just imagine it. Imagine. I, I think it's a big ass grab. I think it's a big. It's a, is it it's a big. I don't think it is. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. That this one, is what. No, this is what these people have been desperate to do all along. Right. They don't want to tell stories. Your crowd are into all that. I know for a fact, creative writing is a big thing, and I know you stay all that Warhammer carry on and fucking. <laughs> And coming up in Tetris and all that shit, he's all sitting Tetris fucking computer games and all that, and all imagine stuff like this, the Sims and all that push. So get totally right in there. I know where crowd is right into that stuff. Aye, exactly. I agree. So let's get a wee bit of fiction next time. Listen, that's it for Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. Mind for more content uh, and the video version of this show. It's worth seeing on video, seeing our beautiful faces. Get on board at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft or check out Grado's merch at icw.com. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next one. Up at old Grado. Fucking that shall sell. Audio Frontier.